Good evening. A Puritan's Mind brings you the old-time radio program, The Wild Boar News Podcast, from sunny South Florida. Welcome. I'm Dr. Matthew McMahon. There is a dilemma in the Christian church today, which by no means will be cleared up easily. It is characterized by the people who state things like, quote, We are a New Testament church, end quote. Or, quote, We do not need the law anymore because we are under grace, end quote. Or, quote, People who keep the law are legalists, end quote. This is an argument in the 21st century church that goes like this. Jesus came to fulfill the law, thus we do not need to keep the law. And we do not need to keep the law because we are under the grace of Christ. We cannot earn salvation for ourselves in any way, so the Old Testament is invalid for rules of life and practice. To define legalism in a biblical way would be to say, quote, any person who takes the law and uses it in a way which would merit salvation, end quote. Legalism is an attempt at salvation. Yet, often we hear the term used like this, quote, oh, those people are legalists, end quote. The Puritans were often stereotyped in this way. They were so forceful in bringing forth the meaning of the law that they were deemed legalists, and then subtitled puritanical. But if we really understand the definition above, then we find that people who follow the law of God in a way which does not see it adding to the meritorious work of Jesus Christ and his cross are not legalists. Legalists, by definition, would be saying that the law helps us to gain salvation. This was the problem with the Judaizers. They thought that by keeping the law, that made a person saved. Legalists are wrong. You cannot use the law to be saved. You cannot keep the commandments as a means to justification, because no one always does what is right and never sins. Ecclesiastes 7.20 And those who stumble at one point are guilty of the whole law. James 2.10 The law shows us our sin, but it cannot save us. It only makes us aware of our need, because we are fallen. Being a legalist is not biblical. It is not an option for the Christian. It is true that legalism is wrong and will send a person to hell for believing that keeping the law in and of itself will save them in their own works. Galatians 1.8 states, But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. But throwing away the law will also send you to hell as well. Jesus said in Matthew 7.23, quote, And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. End quote. Those that are lawless are those without the law. If you are without the law or lawless or want to disregard the law, you are thus lawless. You are the ones that Jesus says, I never knew you. Depart from me. The legalistic notion is dispelled. We do not keep the law to be saved, but rather, in keeping the law, we show ourselves already to have gained salvation through the cross of Christ. Keeping the law is a fruit of salvation. In light of the cross of Christ and the liberation from sin we receive from it, we are now free to keep the law. Galatians 4.31 
Christ requires obedience. We are not to become antinomians, and those who say we must rid ourselves of the law are nothing but heretical antinomians. An antinomian is someone who is anti, or against, or instead of, the nomos, the law. He says that a person can be saved and never have to worry about living a life of obedience, or keeping the law, because we are under the grace of Christ. But Paul so quickly dispels this notion in Romans when he says, quote, What then? Shall we sin? Because we are not under the law, but under grace? God forbid. We are not given liberty to sin, but we are given liberty not to sin. And how shall we not sin unless we know what sin is? And how shall we know what sin is unless we follow the law? Is the law sin? God forbid, Paul says in Romans 7, 7. God has given us his commandments that we may become obedient to his commands. Obedience is a far cry from legalism. What is obedience? That would be the next question to answer. Obedience is expressing the love of Christ to Christ in keeping the law. Christ works in us the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22-25. The Spirit works through us the love of Christ for good works, for this is what we were created to do. God created us for good works, Ephesians 2.10. Christ's love in us motions us to good works as we study and observe the law. In our enjoyment of this labor before God, God is pleased and he is glorified. God requires us to be obedient in every circumstance, and those who would say otherwise are evil wolves disguised in sheep's clothing to deceive the people of God. And it is interesting to see that in Matthew 7.15, Jesus calls those who would hurt the sheep ravenous wolves. He says this at the end of the Sermon on the Mount, which is an exposition of the Ten Commandments and of kingdom living. This is no coincidence. God does not want false prophets coming into the church telling her that she does not need to keep the law. That is nothing but blasphemy against the word of God. We must endeavor to keep the law in a holy manner through Jesus Christ. So we see there is a large gulf between what it means to be legalistic, keeping the law for salvation, and obedient, keeping the law because we have been saved. We need the law to show us our sin. We need the law to direct us into righteousness. We need the commands of Christ, which are all laid through the scriptures to further our sanctification and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Hebrews 12.14 Salvation does not depend on keeping the law, but rather, our salvation is seen in us when we do keep the law. May we become people of the Word, the whole Word, and nothing but the Word. May we throw away the heresy of legalism and embrace obedience to Christ. For unless we obey Christ, we have no part in Him. For He says, but why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do the things which I say? Luke 6.46 It is not that we are legalists when we obey Christ. Rather, we are Christians when we obey him. This is Dr. Matthew McBann signing off. Keep checking back at a Puritan's mind. Currently in the works is an MP3 series on the covenant of grace and another MP3 series on election and predestination. Puritan Publications is almost ready to release its latest book, A Heart for Reformation, which covers how every Christian should desire true biblical reformation. For more on Reformed and Puritan theology, visit www.apuritansmind.com.
Good night, then, until this same time next week. This Reformation audio track is a production of Stillwater's Revival Books. SWRB makes thousands of classic Reformation resources available, free and for sale, in audio, video, and printed formats. Our many free resources, as well as our complete mail-order catalog, containing thousands of classic and contemporary Puritan and Reform books, tapes, and videos at great discounts, is on the web at www.swrb.com. We can also be reached by email at swrb at swrb.com, by phone at 780-450-3730, by fax at 780-468-1096, or by mail at 4710-37A Avenue, Edmonton, that's E-D-M-O-N-T-O-N, Alberta, abbreviated capital A, capital B, Canada, T6L3T5. You may also request a free printed catalog. And remember that John Calvin, in defending the Reformation's regulative principle of worship, or what is sometimes called the scriptural law of worship, commenting on the words of God, which I commanded them not, neither came into my heart, from his commentary on Jeremiah 7.31, writes, God here cuts off from men every occasion for making evasions, since he condemns by this one phrase, I have not commanded them, whatever the Jews devised. There is then no other argument needed to condemn superstitions than that they are not commanded by God. For when men allow themselves to worship God according to their own fancies, and attend not to his commands, they pervert true religion. And if this principle was adopted by the Papists, all those fictitious modes of worship in which they absurdly exercise themselves would fall to the ground. It is indeed a horrible thing for the Papists to seek to discharge their duties towards God by performing their own superstitions. There is an immense number of them, as it is well known, and as it manifestly appears. Were they to admit this principle, that we cannot rightly worship God except by obeying his word, they would be delivered from their deep abyss of error. The prophet's words, then, are very important when he says that God had commanded no such thing and that it never came to his mind, as though he had said that men assume too much wisdom when they devise what he never required, nay, what he never knew.